Welcome to episode 217 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome along to episode 219 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Is it 219 or 217? Oh, did I say 219? You did. Oh, I meant 217. Getting ahead of yourself. Oh, yeah, I was. Anyway, how you been? I'm good. Why's that? Because I'm back home with my family. This is this is part two, isn't it? Take, Take two. two. Because we got up, oh, I got up Monday night, and yeah. what time was it in Singapore when you arrived? About five in the afternoon. Yeah, John got up, he set himself at the airport, had the microphone on, had the laptop out, people giving him funny looks. Yeah, free internet. Free internet, bloody free internet. What happened? Didn't work. <laughs> Kept crashing on us. Cut that every four or five minutes. Yeah, we'd get a bit of mojo happening and then it just die. So Abort, uh, abort, abort. Abort. So here we are, Wednesday morning, New Zealand time, a little bit late, but we sent out a text on, on the Twitter, so you guys should know that. Twatted. And you twatted it out. And uh, anyway, this week's show is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com. The world's most amazing coffee. Athlinks.com. Get on there, social networking from the athletes. And there's a new one, John. And... TriathlonTunes.com As in cartoons And we're going to talk about that later We've actually got an interview with the guy And it's an exciting new sponsor So It's cool Let's not get too excited John We've got to stay focused on the show That's right uh, And this week's show we've got some news We've got an age group of the week Website of the week Coach's Corner seems like John just wants to rant on about something I'm just going to rant Yep You are It's going to be a quick, quick rant Quick rant Get to the point We have a, we have a quick interview with the guy from Tri. Tunes. Brian Tunes 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 Don't say tunes It's not songs It's not it's Bevan's in charge of the music. We're still to hear his songs. That's right. I'm still the music to a guru. And then you know, we've got one question at the end. So first of all, news is proudly brought to you by xtry.com. Check out xtry for the latest news, reviews, interviews with the stars. But most importantly, WTC are changing the rules for the pros. And it's not official yet. It's not official. But a, they sent out an email to all pro athletes who are obviously registered with their new pro thingamajiggy. The new uh, pro thingamajiggy, John. I think that's what their official name is. And that basically got uh, leaked to one of the, some of the media outlets and Slow Twitch, I think, was one of the first ones to put it up there. I'm not sure if the other websites have got it up or not. But it's, yeah, it's quite a few key changes to the way... Oh, well, let's be honest, over the last period, there's been a lot of a lot of kind of people complaining about what's happening with regards to the rules and the 8% rule and the 5% rule and mm-hmm. how much money people are making and you know and right to the point where Chrissy did that big email to the WTC not long ago so there's kind of been a bit of you know disruption in the field so mm. you know they're looking at it and they're making changes so the fir- there's, a, there's a number of key points and the first one is going to be the field at Kona the size of the field is going to be reduced significantly so there's going to be 50 men on the start line and 30 women um, and that's a massive mm. reduction from what they normally have and so I asked you this the other day I feel like I'm asking the same question yeah. but, but we know how radio works <laughs> these days <laughs> that's how we roll so how many would they normally get in the past about 150 okay. I think it was about 150 when I raced um, so it's a Big, you know, it's a half field redu- reduced, but I think it's a, it's a fairly positive thing. I don't think you know. Um, you being a pro didn't add to the race. <laughs> did not add a lot of value to the race. And in some instances, it was actually easier to qualify as a pro almost because often it rolled down. Like at New Zealand, yeah, uh, it often used to roll quite a long way. It used to roll all the way through the pros, and like guys that were doing nine thirty, nine forty five were qualifying. Yeah. Um, whereas they wouldn't have qualified maybe in their age group. So, anyway, so now they've, they've reduced it to fifty men, thirty um, women. 
what are they doing to make that work? I'm just asking you leading questions here. I actually know, but I'm just making, well, I'm making it easy for you. Well, how are they going to make it work? They're going to re- re- basically make it – the way to qualify is going to be different. So in the past, as with age groupers, you go to a race, there's, say, five slots for men, two slots for women, whatever, and you just get your slot and you're off. Now the way it's going to change is going to be a bit more of basically a point scoring system. So you're allowed to have up to five races that count. You can do more than five races, but only five of of your scoring WTC races will count. And that can be Ironman races and 70.3 races. One of the key points is you must have one Ironman race in there. Um, the guys that raced Kona from the prior year, you can carry your points over from Kona, but I think you still have to do another Ironman. And, and it has big implications for the guys like Crowe, doesn't it, John? So it I'm leading you in because I know is. what you're going to say. He, he normally does not do an Ironman. He normally does does Kona, Kona qualifies, qualifies, and then races. But I know the first time he qualified, he had to obviously qualify somewhere. He did Ironman Australia and got, yeah, he got fourth or something. I think when he did that, maybe. Um, so yeah, guys like him are going to have to qualify somewhere, and and other athletes also that perhaps have not done Ironmans in the in, in the lead up. Yeah, I know Natasha Badman often she sometimes didn't do Ironmans. Um, maybe Michaela Jones, a few people like that. So they're going to have to go and do an Ironman, and I'd imagine they're not going to be particularly happy about that. Um, so especially, especially the older athlete. Mm. You know what I mean? Like maybe the young dudes can kind of you know knock out a couple Ironman a year, and it's not so much of a problem. But if you look at someone who's like if you look at um, Dave Scott. Yeah, you know, in the last part of his career, and actually on Slow Twitch, someone wrote quite a good review about this about how Dave Scott in the last part of his career, you know, those guys were doing the one, you know, one year kind of, you know, get in and mm-hmm. kill it, and uh, you know, maybe he wouldn't have been able to do that at that mm-hmm. time, and he was still, you know, at forty five, he got fifth, didn't he? It's about that, yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, he was still he was still doing bloody well at the race, mm. so it does have big implications. So that's two points Bevan's brought in there. The top ten from the previous year do not get an automatic slot, and that is what has happened in the past. Everybody mm. who's got the top ten don't qualify as rock up. One other big thing is, is that they, um, if you win the race, you only get three years guaranteed entry as a pro. Oh, no, I think no, I think that's wrong. I th- I oh, think, you think that I, is wrong? I think what is, um, I think it maintains that you've got permanent entry into the race, but I think you have to do a race to validate your entry or something oh, like that. Because oh, oh, on Slow Twitch, people were talking about how Stadler and the Boom would still have to qualify. I think I think it might, but I, I, I haven't read it. In, I have read it, but I'm pretty sure my understanding was you still got an entry slot, but you can't. I know, I know, I know. Forever, you've still got like Melina can still turn up forever and do the race, but only as an age grouper. Oh, okay. But to race as a pro, right? You have to actually qualify three years after the case, right? So you, that's someone, not a bad rule. That's fair enough, I'd say. Oh, yeah, I suppose. I yeah. mean, if you're not performing like someone like Michael Campbell in golf, he. Keeps, but then you could look at someone like. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of that tennis player who came back and but he, he qualified, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's fair enough, Rob. Um, so top ten aren't qualifying. So that's a, that's a big thing, and I think a few of them will be um, kicking up a bit of a stink about that. Um, good news is there's going to be uh, increased prize money. The, the total prize pool is going to be increased. But what's um, going to be really interesting to see how this plays out is there's going to be three different tiers of prize money. So you're going to have Ironman races that have got $25,000 in prize money, and I, I couldn't quite understand that. I assume that might be 25 total. At most races at the moment, it's 50. So I'm not sure if that's 25 for men, 25 for women. But anyway, one series of races is going to have 25,000. Um, there's going to be another um, sort of more premium Ironman races that are going to have $75,000 prize money. And then you're going to have your <clears throat> sort of championship races that are going to have $100,000 in prize money. And by that, you're talking like your European championship races, your 
North American Championship races, say the Asia Pacific um, 70.3s, etc. That's what they're going to be classifying as championship races. So I think that's going to be interesting. And, and what I think may end up happening is you maybe get the stronger athletes <clears throat> turning up a bit more frequently to the sort of more pinnacle events, the $75,000 and $100,000 events. And then you maybe get the second tier, third tier guys maybe looking to sort of just make some money at the smaller races, making more you know, little chunks of money rather than trying to chase the big money. So, well, one thing they are doing in those races, in the $25,000 race, they're only paying through to fifth. Mm-hmm. So I imagine it makes the money a little bit better in the smaller paying races. And then in the uh, 75000 is paying through to 8th mm. um, and then in the championship races they're going to pay through to 10th so I still just I can't understand like in Kona and stuff why they don't pay like 20, 30 deep especially now you know you're going to get a good field aren't you yeah you know the top 20 in Kona could probably win a race yep. anywhere in the world totally and so these guys who are good races who can win races turn mm. up to Kona and don't get a payday it's pretty tough yeah so I think um, hopefully that's going to be one thing that will, will change over time so I think you know they're, they're putting more a little bit more money in there um, they've, they've lost the 8% rule they've lost the 8% rule also you know we've talked about you know maybe setting up like the Grand Slam sort of events like they have in, in other sports and I think by having these championship races um, that will help to do that I know for the age groupers it's it's not going to quite work out but for the pros you know they can pick and choose which races they want to do I think they will obviously gravitate towards these bigger races one other thing that was interesting is they've they've put in there a wild card option Um, and that means that the WGC can um, nominate people to race in the pro division um, on on a whim and you kind of wonder if this is just a convenient thing for Lance Armstrong to stroll into the race next year yeah well, it, it totally is. Yeah. I, I think the thing is, um, we'll, we'll put a link to the Slow Twitch forum where it's posted up that you guys can have a look at there what's happening as well. I think one thing that is, what, what are the implications for the sport? Because they really are using Kona as a carrot now, and, they, and they're using Kona as a way to get other pros to race their races. So for the challenges and the Rev 3s of the world, you know, that... They're basically saying, well, if you want to do Kona, you've really got to do our races to make sure you get to Kona. And, you know, Kona's, you know, where you get your profile and where, where the big game of the sport is. So it's, it's an interesting, you know, it's a smart move on their behalf because it does make it more that pros, if you want to race Kona, if you want to be kind of that top elite, you have to do Ironman races or Ironman sanctioned races. What do you think that means for the challenges in the Rev 3s? Well, I, th- I think they'll do, they've just got to keep offering good money. And um, so whilst we say the money's increased here a little bit, it's still, you know, there's lots of other races that have got more money than this. Say the 75000 at your at your main Ironman races. I know that, you know, say the Abu Dhabi race, that had more than that. I'm not quite sure what the prize money's like in the Rev, but I think it's pretty good. Yeah. So I think... Yeah, I think you'll have a few people that'll go chasing the points, but most of those guys, um, you know, for, for a lot of people, Kona is not the do you think, thing that they make their money from. You, yeah, but do you think Kona will eventually lose its its appeal? Like how, how you know? Because at the moment they you know they know that Kona's the race, mm-hmm. and what they've done is they've structured a system where you know you want to do Kona, well now you have to do all our races. I think that as long as they get the weighting right, I don't think it'll, it'll change things too much. And that's what I'm kind of hoping. Like, if you go to an Ironman race and you finish in the top three or four, hopefully that will just about give you enough points to qualify. Yeah, um, and so, you to a couple of 70.3s. Yeah, and, and, and I think most of them are probably doing that anyway. So I'm hoping, and, and I imagine that's what they're, they're sort of trying to do, is sure they're trying to protect their market. Well, has Chrissy, has Chrissy done an uh, Ironman this year? 
no, she hasn't, and she's doing rote as well. She's done a 70.3, um, but she because she had a broken arm. And that's, I guess, the other implication here, which I hadn't really thought about. What if you're a bit injured? Um, yeah. But I suppose that's, that would be the same if you uh, and with the old system as well. Maybe they could do the wild card there. Yeah, but I think one, one instance here where things could start to get a bit messy is when you coming into so the period that it's going to work from is, I think, September, S- September, is you're never really going to know if you've qualified or not because you get, it's done on a point system. Yeah. So you might go to Ironman New Zealand and you might go and do a couple of 70.3s early in the North American season, go, well, that's my main build-up, then I'm going to start focusing on Kona. And you have X number of points and you might be sitting in 35th place in the rankings. Then all of a sudden you come to the end of August and you've dropped out of the top 50. Yeah. You go, oh, crap. Mm, um, so, yeah, that's, I think that's going to be the main issue is you may get um, people stacking quite a bit of racing late in the season. And a lot of the you know the European and North American races are July, um, July August. And yeah. So you get the... Also, another point someone brought up on Slow Twitch, which is really interesting, is that this could stack the first half of the year with the top pros. And then the races closer to Kona are really <laughs> going to struggle to get the pros who want to race Kona because... You know, you want to make sure you get your points. You don't want to leave it till late in the season to risk it. Let's say you turn up to Ironman Canada hoping to qualify for Kona. Well, you're leaving a bit late, aren't you? Mm. You know, so, although... I think we can sit here and debate it all, but I, I don't think the changes are, are so... The money's still pretty similar, and at the end of the day, if you take, say, the top 10, 15 guys out in the world, the rest of the pro athletes are just struggling to make a living. So whilst Kona is important to them, they're just going to be more focused on the prize money and going to be chasing that, I think. Uh, <laughs> Couple of things. WTC good on them for actually putting it out there first this yep. time, making changes and actually putting them to the community, which is a good thing. Um, with this, it's going to be one of those things that, that you know, like you don't know how good or bad it is until it's actually out there mm. using it. And there'll be some things that are really great about it. A year from now, we're going, oh yeah, that really works. And then we'll be whinging about something else. <laughs> we like to whinge. And a year from now as well. So you know, it's good to see them putting it out there, and hopefully, uh, this is a better a better formula for the pros to actually make a living with. I know Brett Sutton on his website was saying that um, he still thinks they should be paying 10 deep in all races mm. uh, for the small, younger pros. You know, it's still hard to make some cash. So, uh, so that's a WTC wrap-up. Uh, you can go on uh, either our Facebook page or... But it's not like on the WTC side or anything like that, which is a bit bizarre. Oh, is it not? No, I couldn't, couldn't see it there. Well, see... But that's because it's not official Have we got them yet. on the show next week? Uh, it has not been confirmed yet. Okay, well, we're, we're confirming it unofficially. Mm, you can do that if you want. Yeah, that's, I've just done that. <laughs> right. I won't confirm that until I get it If they're here, they hear it. If not, it's unconfirmed. That's right. Okay, uh, new Ironman coming up in Texas on the 21st of May 2011. $100,000 prize money. So we got quite a few emails from... We're quite big in Texas. I was telling you a few weeks ago. And we got quite a few emails. No, from, no, we're not quite big in Texas. We're bigger than we're Texas. We're bigger than Texas. <laughs> and uh, the people in Texas are emailing us through. Very excited about the fact there's going to be a race in, in, um, in their local town. And... Uh, the prize money, so it must be one of the championship races. Assume it must. I assume it's going to be like the American Championship race because they had a seventeen point three that was the American Championship race last year, sponsored by the same place as some Herman Hospital or something oh, like that's that. That's right. When we're talking about it, uh, yeah. so they're sponsored by the same thing there. Uh, great, you know, another race. WC that's just a license to print money, which I'm not. I'm not um, coming down for. I mean, they, why don't they just keep putting more and more races on the states until yeah. it becomes a point where it does seem odd. Can't what, sell out. five or six now? Oh yeah, easy. You have got Coeur d'Alene, Placid, Arizona, Kona, um, Kona, Texas, Texas, Canada. I mean, that's obviously North America. 
Um, Cozumel, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, it's Mexico, but it's pretty close. Yeah, we're just, lot, but there's some the more. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like the population. Keep rolling them out. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. That's from Texas. Keep those boys boy rolling. But yep, good work. Um, okay, so we've got heaps of results for this weekend. Where it's do you been, want to start, John? Two result, two two weeks of results. Uh, one first. Or one of those two there. Yep, right. We've got the we had the European Long Distance Champs. So this is the ITU version. We're just going to fly through them because we've got so many to do. Aniko Lanos took that out reasonably comfortably from Martin Jensen and Jimmy Johnson. Um, and on the girls' side of things, is the girls here? No. Oh no. Oh no. That on there, yep. Yep. Uh, we had Virginia Brittagi take it out from the current world champion um, Jody Swallow and Edith Niederfringer. Have we met Jody Swallow? No, you uh, have not. Okay. No, she's more. She used to do more ITU sort of distant stuff. So pretty small, but um, reasonably good quality field there. You had like Elizabeth Christensen, Martina Dogana there, Tina Bowman, etc. So small but compact fields. Okay, and we've had that one. Okay, next race we had was Forest Man. Forest Man, How Tao took it out. And uh, was How Tao got a nickname? Yes, he has the um, the something genius. Remember the hardcore genius or the right. hardcore Einstein. Okay, yeah, something like that. Yeah, because yeah. he's hardcore and he gives. He's got a like, wise man for the sport. He took that out in uh, nine thirty-five, so he was, uh, took the run pretty easy and just did sort of more of a run walk. But we talked about this race. So we saw a, a video of it the other day. Uh, it looks a really scenic race. And one of the guys who was over in Poland with me said he's done it, and he just says it's a really cool, real um, old school sort of race. Doug Hall was second in ten oh nine, and Colin Lewin was third and first female. Down here, John. Good old Debbie Shaw took it out. Nice. So 12.08, and then good old uh, Abby Tyson Bloor in uh, 8.12.18. So Diane here in third. Nice. So very, very good. Does the Forest Man. Whatever race we got. Iron Man France. Is that one? Which one's that one, John? Uh. I'll talk, I'll talk about it it's not okay. that one but um, you may have to bring up that it's probably that one there here we go records fallen Nice very impressive to see um, Marcel Zamora from Spain take out Nice for the fifth time in a row wow that and, is pretty uh, impressive it was, isn't it? A, it was a good time but what was probably most important was most impressive was the way that he took out the run he ended up running a 2.42 marathon split which wow. is which that's just, that's getting right it, right that's up as fast there. as we're getting in that sport at this yeah. time isn't it yeah. yeah you've seen guys go a little bit quicker than that but really not much but he went out in the first 10k and he's going at sub 2 hour 30 pace so he came off the bike with uh, really? with um, Frederick, Frederick Van Leerd and uh, and he just took off and uh, 2.42 that's that's fast so um, five times in a row you've got to say that's that's pretty awesome that is impressive eh? has anyone else Cam's done it and Joe yeah I suppose other people have done it but Marino Van Honecker who we'll talk about in a moment he won uh, Austria for the fifth time so getting a few guys that are really just dominating races for long periods of time um, it is so, phenomenal our sport that people can do that oh yeah you know what I mean like for, for such a long period yeah, especially because there's years. so many like in our sport you know, so many things can go wrong. It's such a high-risk sport, you mm-hmm. know, like to get your formula right. And I know these pros have been doing it forever, so they're good at getting that formula. But things go wrong, and, you know, mm-hmm. to consistently pull off wins like this is pretty impressive. So we had there um, Marcel Zamora Perez first in 8.25. Frederick Van Leerd, good race for him, 8.30. And Olivier Marceau, 8.52. between so the second and third, isn't it? I'm still waiting for Olivier Marceau to just come and kill an Ironman race somewhere. He was an ITU dude, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 He's a, he's they never make it. Axe on the bike. <laughs> okay, top five woman. 
Top five woman, Tina Dickers, uh, took out the women's race, uh, second year in a row, 9.21. Erica Chomor, probably would have picked her to win this, yeah. um, but she didn't in 9.36. And then Alexandra Loisson finished in 9.38. She won the race a few years ago. Also, fourth place, Britta Martin, who's a German girl who lives in New Zealand. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. She, she has lived in New Zealand. So then we had Ironman called Landed Albert do it? He must have. He always does it. I don't know. He would have. Let us know how you went, Albert. World's fastest uh, marathon. Fifth fastest. Fifth fastest. Yeah. 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 Age group marathoner. And has the time faster than Both of us. Swan or not? Yeah, all of us. Yeah. Oh, no, Swan, he did 39, didn't he? He yeah, got under... 38. Yeah, no, yeah. Albert did 38. Swan, he did 39. 30? Okay. Yeah, and what'd you do? <laughs> forget about that. I started my training yesterday, so. Uh, so, <coughs> didn't actually know his race, but Andy Potts came over and completely well, it's, it's, dominated it's, it's, it's the race. It's actually his first race outside of Kona. Yeah. So, it's the first time he's done an Ironman race outside of Kona, and, and he showed his class, didn't he? Blitz the Swim just dominated on the bike and uh, apparently started to fade a bit in the last 10k of the run, but he was so far in front it didn't really matter. He still ran a 252. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not shabby. So, Andy Potts, 824. Courtney Ogden, good race for him, 8.38. Michael Lovato, third and 8.41. Luke Bell, eight and fourth of 8.43. And Chris McDonald, 8.48. So pretty good field there. Yeah, um, that's good field, eh? Interesting. Luke, Luke Bell was, was, was up there mixing it for, for a period, but he, he seems to have done that a few times now and seems to be fading away, so he doesn't seem to have quite that spark that he that he used to have when he was uh, you know, managing to get top. He's going to come back. I, I think Luke Bell will still have some time in his career. He's just still a young man. You know what I mean? Like he must only be early thirties at max. Yeah. You know, so. so he's still got strong years in front of him. He'll be back. He'll win some races. Mm-hmm. Girl side of things. First Ironman win, I believe, for Lindsay Corbin. Pretty impressive time. Nine seventeen fifty four. Yeah. Meredith Kessler second nine twenty three, and Kelly Williamson third in nine thirty nine. Yep. Gina Crawford was racing there. What happened there? Well, funny you should say that, Bevan, um, because when I... <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny myself. Well, it was hilarious, <laughs> in fact. Uh, I was actually, when I flew in yesterday morning, uh, she, was, she was flying in the same time on a different flight, and her husband had just been completely rogered over by the... Uh, the customs. Customs. I literally the, the bum. The, the dogs had smelt something on him. Oh, and really? And they took him away as if he was, uh, like, he had drugs and stuff on him, and they couldn't... They, they seemed to think maybe they went to Subway or something and they had some meat or something there or, or oh, whatever. Really? But that dog was all over him, apparently, really? and uh, got oh. taken away for about an hour and fully, fully searched. Oh, wow. So she was coming back. She raced uh, Cord Lane. I don't actually know if she finished or not, but she said she's... She changed, she's changed her system this year where she's um, she gets quite homesick and, and struggles being on the road for long periods of time. So what she planned on trying this year was just basically flying into races and flying back to New Zealand. Yep, so work. she did St. George this year. It didn't work uh, there. I, I can't remember exactly where she finished, but I think it was like 6th or 7th, but in a race where she probably should have been first or second. Yep. Went to Court Lane and said she just just struggled and she's not finding that she's able to adapt. Um, she's sort of going in five or six days before and just finding that she, she doesn't seem to be adapting and just doesn't have it on the day. Uh, so frustrating, eh? Yeah, she said she's kind of a bit screwed because she's kind of booked everything in for this year. Like that way? That to do that. Um, but she's kind of struggling a little bit with it. So we'll see how she goes through the season. It's a hard thing for an athlete, day, you know, because, you know... So you, Realistically, if you want to be a top athlete, you're going to be living life on the road, aren't you? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not so much an Ironman as comparison to something like ITU, but you know, like there's going to be a period of your time that, especially if you live in a country like New Zealand where all the races are overseas, 
it must be tough when you you are a homebody mm. to then have to be travelling so much. Well, I don't know why more Ironman athletes um, don't perhaps do what I used to do: go to France, be based with a team. Um, you're not necessarily going to be a top tier pro, you know, racing on on circuits and stuff. But you'd be able to do races for that club locally, Olympic distance and sprint distance yeah. races. You'd be able to earn a little bit of money, bit of training in, bit of training, and you've got a base to be from. And then um, you can go off and do do your Ironman races. And sure, you're not going to be winning um, a lot of the you know drafting races because most triathletes, most Ironman athletes have weaker swims, but you still be competitive in the non-drafting regional races. Yeah, and you probably find a second or third division club that will say, yeah, we'll, we'll just put you up somewhere. We won't give you any money yeah. to be here, but we'll maybe just give, give you somewhere to live and some food. That's and, what Drake uh, doing. Yeah, when we're in Germany. That's what, that's what they should be doing. I think. Mm, okay, uh, and the next, the kind of the big race of the weekend was uh, Ironman. Germany last weekend just been Frankfurt European Championships and I don't, I don't know if that really means anything to people because if it's the European Ooh. Championships it's just a big race um, well but I suppose if you've got you, you know you get to put on your title you get to put on your website yeah, European Champion so. you know like get a sponsors yeah you know. I don't think the pros look at it as oh, I'm European Champion they think if you, if you say one I'm in Germany they go well that's a pretty big achievement yeah um, but anyway I actually flew through Frankfurt on my way home um, so did you see the race when you are flying over yep I was waving down to them <laughs> yep saw a few people in America so, hey Cam yeah <laughs> how you doing down there but it's uh, I flew in I think at about 8 o'clock at night and they were uh, saying when I flew in that it was uh, 27, 28 degrees I think at 8 o'clock at night really so, so it was a hot hot day Picking it was pretty hot but as I said to Bevan just before when I flew out about 2 hours later it was pissing down with rain <laughs> so some of the poor age groupers who were coming in later um, would have struggled a little bit but Awesome race by Andreas Rader. Unbelievable. So, so the bike course was five k's long because of roadworks. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it's five k's long. Yeah. No, no, no. Seriously, that's what the, that's what they're talking about. Oh, I'll, if somebody sends me a GPS, then I'll believe that. Okay. Well, that's five that, k's That was long. the talk. So, one hundred eighty-five k's. Is, yeah. They even talked about it on the website. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was roadworks and there was nothing they could do about it, so they had to make it longer. And so five k's long. It's five k's long. If you're going forty hours, that's seven, seven and a half minutes. I think long. he went through. Um, the 180 at 411. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, add that to it. That's insane. That's incredible, isn't it? I haven't used that saying in a while. So, he would have probably, yeah, gone... (coughs) He would have gone sub-8. Sub-8. Yeah. I've been sub-8 there before, so maybe... Yeah, yeah. Well, Maybe you're right, Evan. Maybe... Well, you know what, John? I did my piece on this one. Maybe. No, I think... I know I'm right. But anyway... I know that they said it was 185. I know that much. I don't know if it definitely was, but... Andreas Raylert... Just dominated. Third and kind of last year. Yeah. Uh, swim, he came out just a little bit in front of the others, came out in 47.34. If you look down at Cam Brown and Macker and that, they were high 47s or low 48s. Yep. So he probably had a 20, 30 second jump on pack, there. Sitting in the pack. Then rode on what is apparently a long course, 4.20.35. And I know when I, I was watching a bit of the live updates, I think he went through the first lap averaging 43k an hour. And he obviously held it because he had, a, at halfway, he had a. I think about a seven, seven and a half minute lead. 43k an hour. Mm. It's mind blowing, isn't it? Very fast, especially when you're riding solo off the front. Do you know what I hate, John? Is when you talk to people who don't do sport or, you know, have ridden a bike twice in their life and they've got Mm. a speedo. Yeah. And they think they average 40k an hour. Yeah. But they've just once seen on their speedo 40k an hour and they go, oh, you know, I can average 40k an hour. And you go, no, you can't. Yeah. Seriously, you could probably average 21k an hour. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? But you you may have hit 40k. Yeah. I don't say this to most thinking this on the inside. Yeah. And then, because they don't respect how amazing that is, to sit on 43k an hour in an Ironman. Man is 
amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's to make that your average speed. Yeah. When you look at the Tour de France prologue, I mean, those guys there were averaging just over fifty. Uh, they're in a pack. No, that was a prologue. Oh, prologue. Okay, it was yeah. non-drafting. In a pack, it's always hard to tell. Like this morning, I was just saw a little bit, and they were averaging about forty-five k an hour. But they may because it's point to point. You, you never know if they've got tailwinds or not. Yeah. So that's with Ironmans. You generally got a head and a tail, and it's uh, it's all pre-equalised. So whatever. It's an incredible bike yeah. but especially when you're riding 11, 12, 13 minutes into guys. Was he that strong like on the bike last year in Kona? I can't remember him being I that strong. I think he just sat in the pack. Yeah, because um, it was Liotto and um, mm. who else got away? Someone else. Someone else. Yeah. Um, but it's what it's showing is that his brother is doing the same thing. Michael Rayleard in the 70.3 is just killing people on the bike. If he's going into Kona, he's got an extra car to play up his sleeves. He yeah. knows he can run with the best. And it was his first time in Kona last year and running with Crowey, and he, he nearly pulled off. You know, he went to the Energy Lab going head-to-head with him. Yeah, we thought we thought this could be really interesting, wouldn't we? So he's got the pedigree there in the run and probably just needs to fine-tune that a little bit. But if he wants to give it a nudge on the bike... Um, we can, can't he? Can. Can. Yeah. And, so, and who knows how fast he could have run. He might have been slowing up a little bit there. Well, he won by five minutes. He did it at 5.53, which wasn't the fastest run of the day. Yeah. Oh, 2.53, sorry, but... Oh, uh, pages refreshing, still going. <laughs> pages refreshing, but the thing is, you know, like yeah, he was he was well ahead, so he probably just took it easy. At the yeah. End. So Timo Brandt was second. He ran a two forty seven. Yeah. Um, for for an eight ten. Macca was third. Apparently, he was. Uh, he stopped and walked a couple of times. Stopped and walked at two forty nine. And likewise, Cam Brown only ran two fifty three. But apparently, he blew up a ten k to go and was cramping quite badly, maybe due to the heat as well. Yeah. Um, but it said I saw in the in the paper over here had an article. He said he was he was pretty happy with his day. You know, if he know if he, if he hadn't cramped, he probably would have been more alongside Macker and that, so he thought his preparations for Kona were, were, were going along quite nicely. And good to see Jan Raphael. Who How many more years has Cam got in the game? Well, he's got 30, he's registering 38 years down there. I'm picking uh, one, one or two. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I don't know. The thing is, he's got he's got no he hasn't done anything else other than triathlons. So I'll say he'd say he'll keep going until he starts to slow down. If he yeah. can just keep winning Taupo, it's probably a big. Um, granted, the prize money is probably not massive but for him, but the exposure good, yeah. is, is really good for him. Good to see Jan Raphael back in fifth place. He's a, he's been a name that was banded around as being um, one of the next best things coming along. And it's good nice to see a good feel as much as Patrick Verne would have been disappointed in ninth. It's kind of cool when you can get you know a guy like him only pulling off ninth place. Mm. You know, it's good. Uh, girl side of things, well, Sandra Wallen, who's great race. She did, but she um, didn't have it all, all her own way. Caroline Stephan, who I predicted um, may have a good race there, did. When did you predict that? Oh, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> did you? Yeah, she's, she's been okay. killing it on the 70.3 circuit, uh, and she was having, having a great day and it took a pretty fast run by Sandra Wallenhurst to win it at 3 hours and 15 yeah. seconds. Yeah, that's fast. Uh, and she ended up winning by a couple of minutes, so really good one run for her. 9.04. Not a bad time on that course. Again, yep. if we're saying the bike course was long, she would have been sub nine. Um, and but interestingly, she started the run with Yvonne Van Vlerken, but Yvonne Van Vlerken didn't quite have it there on the day. She managed a 3.05. So pretty close racing, only six minutes there covering the top three. So Sandra Wallen, who swam 58, 57, rode 5.01 and ran three hours and 15 seconds and took it out in 9.04. Joe Lorne was having a good day. She was uh, in front, or she was in, sitting in second place. Did she place. Up on the bike a little bit? No, she uh, broke. She had a mechanical on oh. the bike. Apparently, had to sit on the side of the road for twenty minutes because somebody said we were, we were still in Poland, and I said, "Oh, 
Sharon Lawn, she's a strong bike. I would have expected her looking at those splits to ride, ride about five hours. She yeah. rode 520. Apparently, she stood on the side of the road for 20 minutes. Oh, that's um, She only ran a 316, so she probably wouldn't have been in the mix for the for the win. Well, but maybe she cruised it because maybe she knew she it wasn't going to get anywhere. But, uh, yeah, a bit of a shame for her. Mm. Okay. Uh, and one more race. Jeepers, it's creepers. It was a big race weekend, John. Was Ironman for Austria. Austria, which is not here. I'm going to try to pull it up. So, talking. we had here... An insanely fast race. So, so is it short? Well, it's it's always fast, um, but the times here were incredibly fast. So we're not, ta- I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from Marino van Honecker. He killed this race. He finished in seven hours fifty-two, which I think is probably the second fastest time seven of all time. Seven hours fifty-two. Because the fastest world record is uh, by Luke van Leer and Rote, and I think it's about 750.50 it's 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 um it's high 750 or low 751 so yep. he was on target for for world record he did the race solo he was he had a massive lead did it all by himself all by himself off the front um we haven't got the splits up yet but he he won by like 25 minutes or something like that really? so insanely fast time um and it's the fifth time marino's won the race so yeah, it's very impressive so he, did, well, he did a 418 yeah and a 242 yeah, in a 47-minute swim. So fast. It's a complete race, isn't it? You can't yeah. really can't fault that, can you? And then Especially by yourself. Oh, yeah. But the time when Luke Van Leer did it in a row. He well, had a team there was a, him. Yeah, Those guys are smacking the bike. Yeah. So, you know, that is impressive. It is. So let's hope he can, he can transfer that across. Marino's had some top 10s in Kona. Um, last year, I know when we saw him over there after the race, he didn't have, didn't have, have a good race. So, but yeah, very impressive time. A um, couple of the other guys there. I mean, when you, when you look at the guys he's up against, they're not bad. You know, Dennis. I haven't heard of Dennis Devrient, uh, who was second in eight twelve, and so twenty minutes behind. So twenty minutes they, behind. They, they got the butt kicking, didn't he? Dominated Dojo. But Michael Weiss, he won. Um, I'm in St George. He was third in eight fourteen. Marcus Fuckbar. Oh, great name. <laughs> he was third in eight twenty, <laughs> and he had Stephen Bayless. So those guys, you know, they were a long way back. And we have so, the pros. Is it? Yep. Just uh, yeah, here we go. Yep. Okay. Because the website will take forever. Okay. Well, I can't shoot. Eva. Eva Dollinger. Yep. Dollinger um, took it out in nine eighteen. So that's actually when you compare that against his time, that's not very good. You know, normally you say yeah. you're within about one hour, fifty fifty to sixty minutes. Well no, when when Volunhurst won it, she had the world record, didn't she? So she must have done an eight she did an eight fifty four. Yeah, so so that's not very good, is it? No. It's not like it's not good on you. Why don't you we're proud of your work. Like great if you want to know better than we ever did, but yeah. at the same time if you you know that's twenty minutes behind what, what you know and what appears time. to be a fast day. Yeah. Karina Ottenson was second in 9.34, and Barbara Tizar was third in 9.43. So, yeah. Toby Radcliffe. Oh, DNF. Bella Bayless. Bella Bayless. She didn't finish as well. Lots of people pulling out. Yeah. It's been a hard day at the office. Um, so, that's fast. Preston pulling out. That's fast, fast racing, fast times, and well Could done. just be a buzz. Really Imagine pulling off that day. You know what I mean? Like, you, as an athlete, you have days that suck. You have days where you have okay races, and then occasionally you get that day, you know, and, and it just all comes together, right? And, you know, it, it's just like you do all this hard work, and that's kind of the reward day in your career, isn't it? He would be he'd be a bit frustrated that he didn't have anybody pushing him. And I guess the whole thing was he would have been pushing for a, for a fast time, and he would have, I bet you he would have been on record time, and it would have been like the second half of the marathon, just in the time when he needed somebody around him. Yeah. He would have just Give folded that, that little couple bit. minutes. Yeah. And, uh, and he... 
you could have just had that extra yeah, minute or minute and a half and he would have had the fastest time of all time. So You could almost say that's the fastest individual time of all time. You could say that. Not that I'm too. basing that on any facts, no, but I'm no. just saying you could well say Well done that. to Marino. Yeah, that's and I was, awesome. I, when we're at uh, Again, when we're in Poland, we were looking at splits that were saying, oh, we would have finished in, in Frankfurt. And, and I looked at Frankfurt and the times were not insanely fast. You know, I think... Winner of thirty, I would have actually. I think the winner of thirty thirty four age group did an eight fifty three. I said it would have taken that down. Yeah. Went to uh, Austria thirty thirty four age group. I think it was eight thirty three. Uh, so you would have taken that out. I would not have taken that. Out. Yeah, you would have, John. You would have, you would have gone sub eight, I reckon. So John's ITU update. John's ITU update. John, what's happening here? Big news, Bevan. I've got a challenge for you. Oh, you want me to the do the world words. triathlon champs, short course champs, the, or the grand finale of the world championship series in twenty twelve is coming to New Zealand. So where will be held in New Plymouth, Auckland. Really? Yeah. Wow. Down, how did they scheme that? Well, I think it's got, it's got to be spread around a little bit, and I think you've just got to put in a good bid, and New Zealand's got a strong tradition. So where will they run it in Auckland, Mission Bay? No, oh, they're having it um, downtown. It's going to be at Prince Edward Wharf by the sound of it. Um, oh, really? It's going, to, it's going to suck, I think, so it's going to be a flat course. I'm pretty sure it'll be a flat course. Oh, no, so I would have gone and won it, but now no, yeah. no drafting kills, yeah. my, kills my strength of That's climbing. That's going to be the interesting thing, is are they going to bring draft legal races into ITU distance for age groupers? You know, it's going to open a whole can of worms if they do, but I think... They have to, don't they? It's kind of impossible not to, isn't it? it unless you set a really hard course. It's or you really limit the fields. Yeah, but they won't, they won't do that. Do that. It's just, it's, it's, so you're going? You're doing it? Um, no, I'll, I'll do it if I'm in condition. I want, if, I, if I'm going to go, I want to be able to get in condition to win a medal. So, oh, um, back it up? Yeah. Hey, so that's... Tony Newsom. It'd be bloody hard to. I'm not saying it'd be easy. I, I couldn't win a medal. That would be my goal. That would be my goal. So if I can, if I can get in shape... What's a medal? Top three? Top three. Oh. So we'll see. But oh. if it's draft best, it's going to make things a little bit harder. But anyway. It'll bring out all the old Kiwis, won't it? It will. It'll bring out all the old dogs. You know, the guys who were racing with 20 years ago. They're like, oh, right. I can bring it back. back. Bring it back. So that'll be big news in New Zealand 2012. The European Championships? What happened? So European Champs are a big deal for, for European athletes. We, you know, I think probably North Americans and Kiwis probably don't understand it. It's a big race unit. It's a big part of their funding. We had uh, Alistair Brownlee dominate the dojo on the men's side. He's back to his best. Apparently, some people have heard he had injuries again, but he's back and he... Well, he has been injured, but he's got better, obviously. But apparently got injured again after he made his comeback. Oh. He took down Javier Gomez and David House in third. And then on the girls' side of things, Nicholas Spirig, who's had a uh, win on the World Championship Series and, and been very, very competitive in other races, she took out the girls' race. So We're trying to get Brandley on the show, so hopefully it happens in the next few weeks. Try to do that. Yeah. I always give away the yeah, info, Great. <laughs> no no surprises around here. It's like... <laughs> I haven't arranged it yet, but yeah, we'll announce it. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen. We're going to do a hot discussion of the week, or a hot topic of the week next week, because we've John literally got on from this trip. And, and, uh, so the, one was, the one was, how much do we think they make, WTC make? I'm going to make an apology. I'm going to make an apology. Jenny Crawford finished fourth in St. George. I was saying she finished fifth or sixth. Uh, Shapping up, mate. Yeah, sorry. but. Um, but just one thing about this discussion, we're not actually being critical of WTC. We're just curious. I'd like, yeah. just, just love to know, you know, what they kind of make off a race. So um, if you haven't put a discussion on it, you go on to www.imtalk.me and click on Discussion of the Week and you'll be able to go to flinks.com and add your thoughts. Nice. Let's put some music on, John, because that was a bloody long news piece. Gosh. <laughs> Solid. Let's hope this rant is quick. Oh, but I'll keep it pretty brief. Okay. Let's go. go get an update on what's happening in the soccer. Okay. Oh, what's happening in the soccer? Here we go. What was happening before the show started? Goal! <laughs> to the Netherlands! <laughs> Beautiful, here we go.
Hayes Group of the Week. Okay, and this one's sent through from good old Robin Hayward, and he's saying, uh, if you're looking for an age group of the week for the show, I nominate my wife, Susan Langley. Oh, I didn't realise it was another wife. Oh, oh. bloody wives. It's because they didn't have the same name. Right. What's all that about? Well, so if you, if, you, if you and Joe got married, you'd be putting a foot down saying, well, you funny. and Joe Isles. I'm not, I'm not big on marriage. Like I, I, I don't necessarily, I'm not one of those real traditional people who thinks marriage is important for a relationship. But if you want to, you know, each for our own. But if I do want to get married, I am quite traditional. Yeah. So I'm not that traditional, but if I'm going to, I want to be traditional. Yeah. And uh, I think Joe would want to keep her name because she's, she's, there's no male reeds. Yeah. So she's kind of like the last of her, her breed. Could be a breaker. Yeah. And, and she, she goes, oh, yeah, I might keep my name. And I'm like, back it up. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously Susan went, you know what, Robin, love you, but I'm not taking your name. Yeah. Anyway, she won the female 40 to 40 age group at Ironman St. George on Saturday, which is obviously a few weeks ago, maybe even a couple months ago. No, not that long ago. Okay. And, but the main thing that he's really impressed with is that she pulled off a top 10, knocking off a few of the female pros. Susan is a consistent performer with several Ironman top 10 performances over the last couple of years, winning three half Ironman races overall and finishing ninth at the Kansas 70.3 last year with the Stackfield, only minutes behind Chrissy, Pip Taylor, Joe Lawn and Nina Kraft. Training through the years in Colorado winter was challenging, not quite like Brisbane, Oz, which is home. Uh, between October and St. George on May the 1st, we only did four long rides outside. Everything else was on the trainer. Well, that's pretty hard. Long runs were on the inside, except for three or four uh, days, before, uh, three or four last ones before the race, provided that you can train in any climate and be in winter, uh, proving that you can train in any climate and in winter. Um, the race itself was nice and hilly, but the real challenge was surviving the 12-degree swim, yeah, which is pretty hard. So uh, Susan took a current slot. Yeah, nice. St. George, didn't you? So splits in uh, St. George, and what we know about St. George, it was a very tough day, so times are not um, uh, as fast as normal. 104 swim, 606 bike, 341 run for a 10.58, 10th place overall. Yeah, when she did the Kansas, 70.3, she finished 8th, swam 32, rode 233, ran 131 for a 440, finishing 8th overall. That must be a buzz. To come in as an age group, being pros, yeah, and just to get in the top ten, yeah, you know what I mean. Totally. Like I know when I got age group, I think I got top twenty, and I was pretty happy. But you know, like I was pretty stoked with that. And you know, to to get a top ten as an age grouper is oh, yeah. that, that's awesome, eh? I, th- I think they should just pay money to just top if you 10. get top ten, you get top ten. Yeah, it's correct. They do that challenge, don't they? Yeah, uh, actually, no, I don't know. Um, but uh, you can't. I'm just, pretty sure they do. It's just. If you if you if you're a pro, you can be my age team. group. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, tough titties. Yeah, so you should have got the money. Should have got the money, Show honey. Me the money. Show me the money. Show me the money. So, so a couple of outstanding performances there, and uh, so Susan, you Susan are, Langley, you're our age, age group, group of the week. week. We need some a uh, few more age groupers coming through. So if you've got any, oh, it's been quite through. a few races. We uh, could go back to old school where we chose them. Yeah, it's nice when we get them. But if you do send through, send through a picture as well. Yeah, we'll put them on the website. Put them on the website. Yeah. So moment of fame. Okay, well, do you want some music for this? Yes, let's put some music on. It's just going to be a rant. I'm I know, but I'm going to put angry music yeah. on. Okay. Here's some angry music. Okay. Here we go. John's rant of the week. Was that music angry enough for you, John? I'm, I'm only angry. <laughs> I can just tell. It's just it's oozing out of you. They're not, and they're not triathlon specific, so I do apologise for that, but they're kind of... Well, wait a second. You've been thinking, what was that about? No, I wasn't quite sure if I'll do this. I, I just... 
Come on, John, let it out. Let it out. I'm here for you. If you need a hug, I'll be there. I get a little frustrated when you you do a race and you, you, you do crap, you don't reach your goals, yeah, and you don't, you don't perform to your expectations, and kind of like what I did in, in, the, in the marathon, and I wasn't happy about yeah. it. But people keep trying to package it up, saying it's going to be fine, instead of just saying, hey, that wasn't so good, why don't you just... Yeah, like, what, I what, you, shit. What, yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> what do you mean? So, so people go up to you and go, oh, it's all right, John, you know? No, no, like, so you go, <laughs> I said, what, what was your time? I said, yeah, 2.44, oh, that's such a fast time, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, yeah, but I wanted to go 2.36. Yeah. And, and it's relative as well, you know, you might do a, a 10-hour 45 Ironman and you were hoping to do, say, a, 10, a t- break 10 hours, and people say, oh, that was really work, really good. You still finished in the top third of your age group. And you go, no, it was, that was crap. They go, oh, but it was good. So I'm just but, saying... But, but John, a little bit to, to the other people's side, a lot of people don't really understand the difference. Yeah, but no... That's, Us that's, athletes do. No, 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 no. I'm, athletes I'll give you a shit. I'll say, yeah, disappointed. A lot of triathletes <laughs> will say to me, when I, I have to oh, but that's, that's a great time. And I'm just like, yeah, but it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's, I wanted to go a lot faster. And it's, uh, so, again, but, it's really, so I think, can you understand people just trying to be I, nice? No, I, I can understand that, but I think it's also, <laughs> there's also the spin that people are, t- are, are almost told to try to package it up. Package okay, it up John, themselves. so the question I have, what do you do when an athlete comes up to you and they've had a shit race? One of your own athletes. Um, I'm getting better at saying Look that wasn't shit. very good. No, I'm not saying you weren't, you weren't crap. You, obviously, you try to pick out some some positive points. You go that that was good. These are things you didn't do very very you know didn't do well. Let's move on and try to you know limit those things that, that went wrong next time. So I am becoming a bit harder and, and not saying oh it's all okay you'll be fine. I'm going to say well no that wasn't a very good race and oh, really? uh, and you should you, you bring your heart. No, it's a sport. It. Screw it. No screw it. It's, you, Got to, you can't just always say, oh, no, I agree, okay. John. I actually agree. Yes. Yeah, so because I think good feedback comes when you give specific feedback based go. on what you've done well and then how they can prove their skills to move forward. So I think it's what, my, my, my overall point here. But is, I, think, I think what you need to be aware of is the personality you're dealing with. So if yeah. someone, and for example, is someone who's really negative and always beats themselves up. They don't necessarily need the harsh John Newsom. Okay, well, so so actually, my angle was not so much about slagging off the people as saying it's it's good. It's it's then you're almost thinking, oh, it is okay. Maybe I did have an okay race. It, so you're taking that on board. Yes, yeah, so be t- harder on yourself. No, what I'm saying, it's okay to have a crap race and recognise and say, no, I raced crap today yep. and I didn't do well, and I'm going to do this and make it better next time, rather than saying. Oh, I'm just going to focus on all the positives and not focus on the negatives. You're going to say, well, no, I didn't do a good job. And this well, I think why. the thing is, is that ultimately as an athlete, what we're needing to do is to understand it, have really good self-awareness where we're at as an mm-hmm. athlete. And the newer athlete is going to fall for that a little bit because they're going to go, okay, well, I, oh, I didn't really get that 10 and a half I mean, I ended up well, doing 11 and a half. And everyone's going, oh, it doesn't matter, you finish your race. And you go, oh, yeah, I suppose that's really good. And that, yeah. can, that can limit you because you don't look for the, the growth. Whereas the longer you become an athlete, the more, you know, your awareness is, you know, you know when you've had a good race. Like, mm. you know, like if you look at my um, challenge race, my half, you know what, that wasn't the greatest time. I only got fourth, you know, but I had a great race. Exactly. You know? I did everything I could do on that day to have the greatest race. So I was really proud of my effort. Whereas I've done other races where I've got good times where I actually wasn't, I knew I didn't actually have a great yep. race. And so that's where I always think time goals, while we need them, can sometimes be not the healthiest way to, to move look towards a race. Totally. I think one other thing um, to back, perhaps back this up one step is you, when, in saying that you've, you've got to be careful about 
goal goal. inflation in the last few weeks leading in a race. All of a sudden thinking, I'm getting better, I'm getting better. I'm I'm into an uh, 7.52, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) and so I think you've got to be really careful about that. So writing down some goals, start of the season, maybe reviewing them, middle of the season, and then once you've done the race, and if you do start beating yourself up saying, oh, it was a crap race, and then I'm not trying to say yet flip back on myself again but then maybe go back and say well you know, that, that is where I was at and that was good because we're always harsh on it like you know you finish a race and you think that was a, it was a good time but then you start actually looking for the negatives so yeah. it's, just, well, it's think- just a balancing act we don't I'm saying it's, it's fine to have a bad race and to, to recognise that um, you don't always need to package things up and make, make them perfect great races I think one thing you've got to learn is that the goal should be behaviours mm-hmm. and that ultimately if you make lots of good behaviours in the race you'll have a good race mm-hmm. and you know again my Challenge Wanaka race I, that, that race I made every good decision I could make and my behaviours were based on that and a lot of things like the time goal there's just so much risk especially in Ironman you know so many things that come into factor and weather is massive weather right. just you know you don't know if you're new to the sport you don't know what's going to happen to your body and so you know you can be proud of the race at the end of it if you've, if you've in those moments made good decisions that gave you the best behaviours at that time it's a healthier way of looking at it that's right anyway now so, I've got to get angry again okay, now back to the I'll, anger. I'll be pretty quick in my rant but there's two points in the last couple of weeks that have really got on my nerves. Okay, John, first one. First one, I think it was last Thursday, they had the pre-Tour de France introduction of all the teams, and they basically just did a little spin through uh, Rotterdam, turned up at the stage, presented the teams, etc. And the plonkers were riding through, this is a cyclist, riding through, going up the These stage. These are the professional cyclists, John. Without helmets on. Oh, John. And I was like, what's what happening to this world? sort of an example? World hunger consider? first, and this one second. Really... <laughs> Joking aside, it really annoyed me because it's just a bad example to set, saying we're the best riders in the world, um, the concrete's not as hard where we ride so we can fall off and bang our heads. And I don't care how slow they were going, I know they were going like 10, 15 Did you have somebody helmets, did they? Well, I don't care, they're supposed John, to. John, the guys on your camp not wear a helmet? No, you have to wear a camp, uh, helmet on You have to wear a camp, camp on your head. A helmet at every camp, otherwise you're not coming. You're not coming? No. That's the first rule of John Newsom's camps. <laughs> yep. So actually one of the guys in, in Poland, we were just biking back from the... The, um, did you the, tell him off? I did. I told him to put that helmet on. Did you really? Yes, what I if did. he said no? I said, well, piss off. <laughs> so, um, so that's my first thing. I think it's bad behaviour and it's bad for their sponsors. They've all got helmet sponsors as well, so they're knocking after their helmet sponsors as well. So not even just for the kids of the world, John. So I hope you'll... Ooh, don't, don't, don't say it, John. Be the better person. Yeah, quite a few of them. Be did, the better person. Quite a few of them did fall off your bikes this morning. So, so what's Maybe happening? I'm not, I'm not really keeping. I don't, I don't get so much into the Tour de France. Stage three, Frank, Frank Schleck's out. Broke, broke his collarbone. He's not going to win the tour, but he was a supporter for one of the guys that was uh, his brother. Um, so that that was that was. So who, who's going to win it? Well, Contador should win it pretty easily, but um, it's, it's really, is it that obvious? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like if you were watching a tennis match. And, and you watch Federer a t- t- tournament, you're saying, well, who's going to win? It's either going to be Federer or Dow, yeah. isn't it? So it's, and, uh, yeah, but it's a team thing. And it's the same, like, who's going to win a, an ITU race? You go Brownlee, and he's probably going to win. Yeah. So it's pretty pretty clear cut. Can his lads have any hope? Uh, yeah, you'll get top five. Of winning? Um, with Contador blew up or crashed or something, yep. So, so yeah. I think it's like a lot Who of Who do you sports. want to win it? Um, what about Miguel Evans or whatever his name is? The Australian guy. Uh, he, he'll, he'll be like Armstrong top five I don't want Armstrong to win it if that's what you you're trying to say yeah. why not I just don't want him to oh. no particular reason oh. just. anyway my second um, one here is, here we go here we go more, more ranting it's a World Cup soccer it's a, the second, either the biggest or the second biggest sporting event in the world you just sort of tie it with the, the Olympics, Olympics yep. um, 
It's just the behaviour of those spoilt brat players just oh, really John. gets on my nerves. As Tell well. me about it, John. Going up the ref and just just trying to intimidate the ref. I'm just you're disappointed. Just disgusting. Aren't you? It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And again, what sort of example is that setting for our young? I believe players? the children are our future. Well, John, you know what? It's one all. It's Netherlands, Uruguay. Who's going to win? Make your pick now. Netherlands. Netherlands is going to win. Yeah. Okay. Have you enjoyed the soccer world cup? It's been good, but I have been getting increasingly frustrated with the diving and the bad behaviour. It, it, it is funny. The, the, it, it's been an interesting... I haven't watched a lot of it admittedly, but I've watched some games, and just the amount of... of just how they dive. It's just... They're just it's, it's just soft. <laughs> you know what I'm like? We're mean, you know? And I know we come from a place, you know, New Zealand, where rugby, you know, where it's a hard sport. Rugby and league are kind of the sports, so we're, we're used to men being kind of pretty hardcore men. Yeah. But it's just... It's a joke. It's like you look at it and you think, oh, my God, what... You're just putting yourself to shame. Yeah. You know? Yes. And, and it's, and it's such a... It's an interesting sport that... Cheating is a way to get ahead. Yeah. You know, it, it's a tactic to, yeah. to get ahead. And I know all sports people push the boundaries, but in this sport, it's, it's just sad. <laughs> and, and, and in a way, it's had a big influence on the World Cup. Like a lot of teams totally. have missed out because of mm-hmm. bad cheating. So, yeah. But Shame on you, footballers. Who's going to win it, John? Who's going to win it? Um, Germany. Germany's going to win it, okay. Mm-hmm. And German listeners will be loving that. Yeah. Okay, I uh, want to do website of the week, or do you want to just save it? Save it. We'll save it, okay. Um, questions uh, and answers. answers. Oh, we've got a couple of races coming up this weekend. Um, so who sent this through? It was... I mean, D. Luther. D. Luther, sorry. I've deleted your name from that from that email. But he's let us know that coming up this weekend is the Korea Triathlon, the Cheju Triathlon, which used to be Ironman Korea, and that's where Chrissy's career started. She Chrissy's won career started in Korea. And she... Yes. <laughs> and uh, so he's saying that's coming up this weekend. He was also just um, saying a bit disappointing. He, he went down to Seoul and watched the... The champion, World Championship Series here. It's fantastic watching the elite races. We said they need to pick up the game for, for some of the age groupers, um, for the age group race. Granted, it's probably the first time. What, well, as in just like race organisation? Yeah, you just said it was, it was weak and, and the course was not accurate and, uh. and so on. So that's it's a bit of a shame. But that's one of the things they're trying to do with this championship series is whenever they have it on, have a big age group race on. But in places where they haven't run it before, there's always going to be a few stuff-ups, but it sounds like they had a few too many there. John, yeah? why does there have to be stuff-ups? That's a good point. I suppose you know, just... like you know, like how hard is it to measure out a course? Mm. I, I give them a, a slight. I give people a slight break when they're, they're trying to do a loop course and they've got major traffic management issues. If it's a bit short, then. But if you're doing an out and back course, how you can stuff that up is beyond me. Yeah, like how hard can it be? Yeah, especially nowadays with things like Google Maps and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, even then, you're not gonna you, you can get it pretty accurate. Yeah. So, yep, I agree. It's uh, not not great. Come on, team, sharpen then, up. You're the to you. The other point that he made was he was listening to us doing our talk about the the five fingers yep, and barefoot he running, and he's saying that he's doing like all his running. And his vibrams, and he's going to do an Ironman or. And his five fingers. And his five fingers. In the Christchurch Marathon, is a guy doing the barefoot. Did I talk about this on the show? No. So the, the race in bare feet. Really? And I thought to myself, okay, we should call innovation going off the times. Must be bloody freezing. Yeah. <laughs> because it was Winter. so cold. Yeah. And I thought, that, that's not clever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be some warmth to help. Because you're contacting the wet concrete yeah. the whole race. That yeah. can't be good for your conditioning. That's where you can have the five fingers, and you can also get five sort of um, socks. socks as yeah. well that go on there. So I'll be interested to hear how you go running that far. And, and when we were in Poland, again, we, we saw this little BBC article on barefoot running, 
and I really don't think that they give um, good information. Good information. They, they're saying, oh, it's, an, it's the next greatest thing, and there's all this vibe about it, but they're not really outlining the risks of how long it takes and how careful yeah. you have to be. Like, I know I've talked about it saying I'm doing it, get a lot of my athletes doing it. It's like saying, it's, well, space rockets are going to be the next big thing, here's a yeah. space rocket, go fly it. It's, it's, it's got to be saying incremental, you got to do small amounts and slowly build it up, and I'm not in the camp where I think you do all your running in bare feet unless you, you, if you start out with a kid. Maybe maybe you can, um, but I think you do. You really. The thing is, it's one of those things where I don't want to be the guy who tries it and finds out twenty years from now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, it's one of those things that you do want to be a bit kind of careful about, and yeah. because it is your body, and and you know, impact is hard on the body, and this does make it harder. And concrete side of it is is a difficult side, and that'll be interesting to see when the research comes out about that running on concrete. I think when it comes to off road and stuff like that, you can probably just do it till the cows come home. Yeah. But once you've adapted and built into it, running on concrete, I'm still not quite sure about mm-hmm. that. So there you go, that's uh, questions and answers. Got to insert our interview now. Do you want to do that now? Sponsors. Or do you want to do, we'll do sponsors and we'll add the interview at the end? Athlinks.com, John. Do you want to I do think we here? should do, do the interview now. Okay. It's a, it's a new Okay, it's okay. A well, new I was going to build up towards it. No, we've got to give it give Okay, the well, do you want to put the interview on or do you want to do a bit of an intro to the we'll interview? Intro to the interview. So try Brian Payne. Brian Payne. Triathlontunes.com. Okay. We have a link again, as always, up on um, imtalk.me, and that'll basically, you know, you know, with things like this, you need to have a bit of a visual. And basically, what you do, um, well, we'll talk about that at the interview. Um, it's basically <laughs> creating. It's bloody cool. That's what it is, John. Creating it, it, characters of, of your S on the end there. Triathlontunes. It's creating cartoons of pictures that you will submit to them of you. Look, we'll put, the, we'll put the interview on. You're going to hear all about it. Yeah. It's really cool. Here we go. Righty go. Yeah. We're very happy to have. A very new, happy, John. Not just happy. Very happy. Very happy. We've got a, uh, a new sponsor on board for the show called triathlontoons.com. And, and it's the coolest website and coolest idea. Eh? We'll be putting our triathlon tune up on, uh, on imtalk.me and you'll be able to check out what it's all about. But we've got uh, the man behind it, Brian Payne, here with us, and he's just going to explain what Triathlon Tunes is all about and um, how you guys can get involved. So welcome along to the show, Brian. Sure, thanks. How are you guys doing? Very good. Very good. Hey, awesome. so, so Brian, um, give us a bit of a, an overview on Triathlon Tunes, what, it, what it's sort of about. We're looking at the, the site right now, and, and basically from what the way we see it is you upload a photo of a finishing shot or a racing shot or whatever, and then somebody's going to turn it into a little cartoon. Can you just sort of run yeah. us through exactly what you're trying to achieve here? Sure. I'll just give you a real brief background in terms of how it started as well. First off, I'm a triathlete, Ironman, and uh, I was away from the sport for about 20 years. Uh, started back in 85, 86, took a break. And then about four years ago, I got back into it. And one of the uh, things that I did was I had another friend who got back into it with me and I decided to do some characters or some tunes. So, um, and it was a real hit. I did some shirts up and I did a little framed print and uh, it just started off as a, uh, just a little fun thing to do just for a couple of friends. And what happened is we went to some of the races with these shirts on or the race we did, we did a half Ironman at Muskoka and all of a sudden, we got inundated. Where'd you get the shirts? Uh, we love the tunes. It's a great way to, you know, uh, create a memory for an event. And uh, so out of that, I started doing some for some friends and for people that I met at races. And it just naturally evolved into a business where um, people would send me their photos and we would uh, 
make them into cartoons. So, you know, it's tunes, T-O-O, and ask not tunes like iTunes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and that's, that's the biggest challenge that we have with the name is people um, think of it as tunes, you know, music, yeah. uh, when it, it's, it's cartoons. So <laughs> that's kind of that's how the site evolved. And, uh, and then what we did was people, you know, they loved the tunes and they said, hey, how do we, uh, you know, we'd like to do something with them. So uh, natural progression was adding different products, you know, like aprons and mugs and T-shirts and yep. all kinds of things. So that's, that's kind of a background in terms of how it started. So what's the, what's the process? So say, say, for example, I've got my finishing shot from um, Hawaii Ironman or Ironman New Zealand or Ironman Canada or a really nice run shot or, or if somebody wants to get a gift, what's the sort of process they go through? Um, well, the process is really simple. They go to the website and uh, there's just a simple window that says order a tune. They upload an image uh, or a number of images. There's a little box that they could tell us what they want. So um, I did, uh, you know, tunes where someone says, I want to finish your shot and, uh, you know, this in the background, etc. And then they pick the artist. We have a number of artists and a number of different styles. So they can look through the gallery. They can say, look, I like, you know, this person's style. Um, and they pick the style They and they tell us what they want and then it's just simply they put in their um, credit card information and it automatically goes through the process direct to the artist that's going to work on it and uh, their maximum but most of the are around in about three days uh, to seven days and they have a, uh, a tune because they can make as many changes as they want uh, in terms of if they don't like something. Um, and if they're completely not satisfied at the end, um, we have a hundred percent money back guarantee. So we won't charge them for that tune. Great. That was taking away a bit of the risk for them, doesn't it? Oh, I've just lost Brian there for a second. But anyway, we'll talk for a nope. second. <laughs> I mean, in terms of what, um, the way we look at it, they just look fantastic. And, and for a gift or something like that, I think it would be a really cool idea. You know, if, if Thomas turned up with me for my Christmas present oh, yeah. with, a, with a mug with a couple of uh, – with a finisher shot on it, I'd be right. well impressed with that. It'd be well, it was cool. interesting. Um, John – Brian did um, one for John and I about – probably about three or four – probably about four or five months ago, even before we knew about the business. And I put mine on as my Facebook status page uh, picture for a while. And honestly – I just got so many emails from people saying, where'd you get this done? Where'd you get this done? And at this stage, um, the website wasn't up, but they're, they're really great. And it is, it's just like, it's something you kind of have on your avatar for all the things you're a part of. And, just, and yeah. you know, you get printed off on your T-shirts for your support crews and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. such a good product, eh? And, and, and how does the, yeah. the pricing work? Um, in terms of the pricing, I have different artists that work on it, different price points. So, we're right now. Our main tune is about forty nine ninety five, but we think we're going to be able to get that down to uh, certain styles as low as twenty nine ninety five, thirty nine ninety five. So they're very very affordable. And uh, one of the things that we find is is pictures are great. Um, although we we never, if you look at a character, whether you had them as a kid or you know from a wherever you went, Disneyland, etc. These are things that stay on the walls for a long time. Plus, 
you know, when it comes to triathlon, we don't always look so good coming across that finish line. <laughs> so, so this is. Um, yeah, yeah, but he's, he's right. You know, it's different to be a side, doesn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. And then, you know, some of the cool things that we're seeing right now is um, often, you know, it could be someone uh, you see these, you know, parents or family that are supporting someone who's doing the triathlon. And in the past, you'd see some shirts that they would make that, you know, may have just some text, you know, go John, go or something like that. And now what we're seeing is people are wanting to put the picture of John on with a special little um, message. And it's a really, really cool and affordable way, Um, like the T-shirts, et cetera. uh, We have on the site what we call the builder. So once you make your tune, uh, you go into this um, design site, which has got, you know, designs already made, or you can position the photo onto a shirt or a mug. You can play around with it with some text and things like that. So um, it's just another way that you can present these triathlon cool looking gifts and things like that. So in terms of, um, you know, when, when a customer receives something, they receive um, like a, a JPEG image or something like that. Is that basically how it happens once they're happy with the design? Yeah, they, right, that's exactly how it works. That they get a, uh, it's about an 8.5.11, an A4, yeah. uh, 300 DPI image, full royalty-free. They can use it for whatever they want. Great. Uh, and they can just take it from there and do whatever they want with it or – and or uh, there's also the buy product section, and we automatically put the image into a little um, uh, holder for images, and they can play around with it and put it on some cool stuff. Um, the one thing that I should point out is on our builder, where you can make mugs and T-shirts and things like that, you're not just restricted to the tune. Uh, it doesn't have to be a character tune. You can also upload images. Oh, okay, your own stuff. Right. So, so for some people, they may, we're adding more and more templates in terms of, you know, uh, with triathlon sort of themes on them. So they may look at it and say, you know, I really like that. I don't want to have a tune on it, but I'd like to have that triathlon mug, you know, uh, you know, world's greatest dad or, uh, whatnot on there and, uh, and order it. So we give them some flexibility that way. And in terms of the um, the products, I mean, obviously the you know the, the images you can you know that's just email, so anybody can be anywhere in the world. But in terms of the product, do you do that worldwide, or is it restricted to North America? Oh, I, I, and uh, sorry, we partnered up with a with a manufacturer, and that was important to us with all the triathlon community worldwide. Yeah, we wanted to make sure we could uh, deliver anywhere in the world. So, Great. yes, we can. Love awesome. your work. Well, any, any other things we missed there or anything else you'd like to add about um, triathlontunes.com? Um, not, not really. It's just I think the uh, whole idea behind it is to have some fun. Yeah. And uh, it's a great way <laughs> to, you know, take, take a, a special day, special and uh, is the imagination. Uh, I had one person that did a tune, for example, that uh, wanted to fishing eat a beer in their hand. So there's some really fun stuff that, that we're seeing as well. So, um, you know, it's whatever that uh, comes up 
Awesome. Yeah, great. We're, yeah, we're kind of losing you a little bit here at the end, but it's all good, guys. Honestly, check out the website, www.triathontoons, not iTunes, yeah. cartoons, and uh, check it out. So there we go. So that cut off at the end there, but basically go to triathontoons.com, and uh, you guys are going to love it. And honestly, it's, it's a great gift idea. It's just a great place. John John and I have one done. We'll put it on the website yep. this week. It's uh, pretty cool. And actually, John, if you go to the website and you go Styles, I think it's Styles, Oh, look at this. There's a lot more styles now. There we go. Where look at that. Who's that? So that? That would be me. John Newsom. Nice. So really cool. It's, it's, it's such a good idea and such, you know, cheap price, great product. Go check it out. Well, um, oh, look at that. I like that one. They're looking at Dell. It's big arms. <laughs> Triathontoons.com. Really, really cool. Okay. Um, Athlinks.com. Okay, John, start talking. I'm going to pull up the website. If you've got somebody... You, you know what I love about you, John? What? Well, there's lots I love about you, but the way you're putting your finger down when you do that. Don't they love the video, it, didn't they? They like the video. The video was popular. Was I, was, I wasn't that happy with my form, actually. There, really? Like, need to be a bit more horizontal, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to do a few few off-the-cuff videos. But I don't think we want to bring it into a structured part of the show, but you know, I've got to say we want to I demonstrate... I think it's the future. I believe the children. Nice. Okay. Okay, keep going. Athlinks.com. Yep. One thing, you, if you've got a mate or something like that, and this is what we did on, again on Poland, um, one of the guys there, Dez, I said you should set Andrew up as one of your rivals or something on Athlinks, and he basically just went on there, found Andrew on there, he was also on there, sent him an, an invite to become a friend on there. Next time they race each other, they can set themselves up as rivals. That's one of the cool things you can do. You know, Often there's a lot of local rivalry going on. If you get on there... You get your your mates and your rivals to go on there, then it will automatically basically set you guys up when you race against each other. You'll be set up as rivals. You'll be able to see who's got the win loss record, time differentials, etc. And it it's good fun that stuff, eh? It is good fun to have you know just have a bit of banter with your mates. Totally. Yeah. And, and it will also, if whenever you go into a a race, um, and if you've got your club set up there, it'll give you your top finisher with your with your club, and it just means. Saves you heaps of time trying to sort through results, especially in Ironman race. If you say you want to do a quick report on Ironman New Zealand, and I want to get all the Canterbury Triathlon Club members that, that race, you just go on there, and it will give you the top finisher. You know, it would also highlight, I'm pretty sure, the the other ones. It does actually. You go in there, and it, it tells you um, who raced and who finished where. So good place to set up a bit of nice bit of banter and a bit of rivalry amongst your little community. Yeah, get check it out. Make sure you get your ethics profile. If you ever do want to comment on the discussion of the week, discussion of the week we always post that up on um, on Athlinks. So you just go to our search for IM Talk and you'll go through there. Oh, what's my phone telling me to do? Oh. Um, probably take Thomas to preschool, but it's uh, it's school holidays, so I don't need to do no it. No need, no need. Um, so yeah, check yeah. out athletics.com. Yeah. It's a really good place just to store your, your athletic self and uh, and you can see what everyone else in your community is up to. Just while we're here, John, let's pull out two people for who are racing this weekend. Okay, we've got an Ironman on this weekend. Doesn't uh, look like it. No. no. So the Boulder Peak Triathlon. Where's that one, John? Where's that one? Middle there. Okay, which one do you want? The guy on Adrian okay. DeClerc. Oh, it's a great shot too. He was from Florida. And? And it's beautiful. And I'm going to pick from the Hag Lake Triathlon. Sean, how's that one? Goods? Goods, I'd say. Sean Goods is in the TT position. Nice. Flying down the road. Nice. So that's athlinks.com. Make sure you're on there because it's a great place to check out what people are up to. And do put your races on there because you may get talked about on the show. But also just because it's uh, you can see people can see what you're up to in your racing. <laughs> Coffees of Hawaii. I wonder if Albert did do Coeur d'Alene. He would have because he does, he, Albert does the same races every year. He kind of has yeah. a set routine. 
We, so could, we could have a look, but it's going to take ages to do that, so let's... Can uh, you start talking? So let's do it. <laughs> so let's, not, let's, let's do it. <laughs> you, you start talking. Um, I'll find... You talk about some kind of coffee, John. One of the things that we've got to t- make sure you mention is we always talk about coffeesofwhy.com, but the key thing is if you go through the imtalk.me page, there's specials on there, and that's the key thing is you get on there, you can get um, bigger discounts. Was it Lake Placid? Quarter Lane. Quarter Lane. Okay. Um, so make sure you go through imtalk.me, click on the Coffees of Hawaii logo, go on there. And a lot of people say to us in the past, oh, I've looked at it, the shipping ended up being too much. But the way they've got it structured now is you can get some awesome deals through imtalk.me and it ends up being very good. Cool. Like B-O-Y-C-E? I think it's C-E. Albert Boyce. Oh, an 8.52. <laughs> Sorry, no, Albert. Great, great Melbourne from this year. 9.52. <laughs> We, we, we want to be faster than that, wouldn't he? You see, uh, we're not going to. We're not going to be nice on you. Nah, so, nah, yeah. oh, Sharpen up. We're the, we're the positives there. <laughs> but he did positive. Finish. The bit Hillary Biscay. And the other positive is he looks like he finished second in his age group. Oh, so it must have, maybe it was a slow day. I had a guy race there, and he was just a little bit slower than what he normally is. He was. Um, he said it was. He just said it was a bit brutal out there. What would Albert doing a good day? Well, he, when he raced Kona and he outsprinted me in the finishing shoot, not that I was putting out much competition. <laughs> I was, didn't realise he sprinted you in. Well, I was 15 minutes behind, so he didn't actually, I didn't actually know oh. him. He ran past me. Okay. It was no sprint. He did 9.15 there in Kona on a very, very good day. So so he's probably in this nine, race. 9.15, yeah. 9.20. So. Yep. Still, Albert, secondary age group is positive. So I'm sure there's some good positives in there. And qualified. Qualified. We'll yeah. see. Are we, you've got to go right back again next year. I've been talking up the Kona thing to Belinda. Where are we going? We've got to do it. We're going. Okay, we're doing it. Next year, guys, we're doing it. Because Lance is going to be there. Yeah. It's going to be big news. And then all world media, Lance Armstrong and Boys Ryan talk. Get the girls on as well. Get the girls Oh, nice. And you know what will be good this time, John? Blood if I do it, but yep. Do you know what's going to suck? Is that we have to keep the room tidy. Mm. Who's on the couch? Uh, <laughs> yeah, paper, scissors, rock. So Coffees of Hawaii, check it out. Remember, if you get your recurring delivery, if you're in the States, you know, just what, just check it out. It's the best coffee. It's the best place to get the best coffee. And, uh, and we love them because they support us. So And you. Nice. And uh, and get your free FedEx. What else? Get the mug. Free travel mug. Nice. It's a keep innovating. That's what I love about our sponsors, John. They innovate. Okay, John. Tell me, anything else we need to talk about quickly? Oh, we've got a couple um, names that we need to do, but because John's been quite away. a few nicknames. Okay, through. so next week? Yeah. Okay, we're doing them next week. Great. Nice. Anything else? No. Okay, John, tell me about your life. Been in Poland. Solid little batch of training there. I'm gonna put, what I'm going to do this week, I'll, I'll twatter it. Um, <laughs> nice. I'm going to put a little report up on Athlinks, and I'll just send people through the link. Just a, a summary of what we did. It was a, basically an eight-day camp, and uh, we did, I think, uh, 43 hours of training in eight days. So wow. It was, uh, 43, 44, so it was pretty solid. Solid. A couple of big How was that for you? Because you haven't been biking. Yeah, and I was impressed. I got into it and... Impressed, nice. Impressed. So you give yourself the praise when you're doing well, don't you? I do. I do. No, I, I, was, I thought I was going to struggle on the bike, but I was, I was okay. So it wasn't like I was in amazing shape, but I, was, uh, I didn't get left yep. behind or anything. Yep. So it was good. Swimming was pretty ordinary. Um, who was, was the guy who came to the blonde one the big stocky guy Anjay is he still there he was rocking he was jamming on the bike as usual yeah he's good dude he's eh? strong on the bike he's a big boy too isn't he he's, he's a big for a triathlete he's coming down each year I come back I say jeez you lost a bit of weight oh, so he's, he's uh, getting leaner and he's, he must have been a weight sky or they're doing Challenge Copenhagen oh are they so they're looking forward to that so it's good times um, but I'll put a report up there when get, do you start training for the marathon I'll get straight back into running now do you want to do a long run Friday no I've got to look after Felicity on Fridays Mm. Wednesdays is a long run day. Oh, I don't run on Wednesdays. Mm. What are you doing Tuesdays? 
fast do the podcast. Yeah, runs I'll, I'll, fill, I'll fill you in. Well, because I'm doing the marathon as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to do long on Friday, fast run Saturday, medium run Sunday, Tuesday. I'm only running four, four or five days a week. Run six. I can't. I work too much. Yeah, it's true. It's not fitness I need. It's just conditioning. It's so five. Um, but other than that, it was all good. Poland's a great place to camp. We get out in the middle of nowhere and we don't get any interruptions and it's all good and the guys train exceptionally well. Anything else? No. no it's gossip. a long shot. I know you've got to get you've got to crack on. No, right? well I'm willing to gossip for a few minutes. You're willing to, you're willing to <laughs> gossip. Other than that, we're living at the in laws house because we're getting our house plastered and painted inside. It's supposed to be done. It's not dramas and I'm not happy about it how are you finding living at the in-laws well, I've only been there one night they're fine the in-laws are fine but it's just yeah but it's one thing to be fine with the in-laws but to live in their space they're okay they love having the kids around oh true damn phone, damn phone. shut up phone uh, it's just a hassle not having internet and stuff like that oh true bro Bevan I know you, 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 you look like you've got something to say. I've got, 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 got three things first of all started my marathon training I've been, I've been conditioning myself over the last three or four weeks three or four runs a week light easy but last this week I'm on. Had to do a 5k time trial by myself yesterday. Yeah. I don't really run ugly often. You know what I mean? Like ugly yeah. face and everything. Yeah. I did 16.50. Yeah, I know. Wasn't that good, was it? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I killed myself too. So did I, you, Was that on a track or was that like a measured 5k? How did you measure it? I just met my run it. Okay. Yeah. I think it was a little bit long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, was accurate. it was actually pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I killed myself too. Yeah. And I just died yeah. I actually did go a little bit long so I, I actually ran 5.1 and so I just took it back to what I'd done but um, yeah no, I need so 1650 was your 5.1 or was that was 5 no that was my 5 Five. yeah I did for 5.1 go have our competition <laughs> next week <laughs> well, well I haven't been running for like since really yeah. since a long time so yeah. I got 12 weeks 13 weeks to get pretty fit pretty fast so yeah you need to be running 16, 16 flat to be in the really be in shape to run like a I only want to do I want to do I don't want to do 235 okay I don't care for the 235 <laughs> I don't care for the 235 <laughs> no. there's no way I'll be able to do a 235 <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm too sub 240 is my goal yeah yeah. so I figure to be able to get under maybe 1630 is probably yeah yeah but pretty easy. and in competition I'm yeah, sure yeah. if I did a race of probably 15 20 seconds or 30 totally. but um, it was I have to admit it was pretty hard I haven't, I haven't done like a run like that in a while and <laughs> And like first day of training, and I don't care for the two thirty-five. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, don't, I don't, never did. That was your goal, not mine. I've always said sub two forty. But um, so it was good. Other big news: I went to the mall to pick up my daughter because now the mall is the place where they go now, John. They go to the mall, you, yeah. you know. But it's cool because you know, bust to the mall and they yeah. feel pretty cool. But they've been to the movies and we went to put them up. And Joe and I went to pick the kids up. There's about four kids in the car and I've been to the movies, John. And they and they turn around, and they go to me. Um, some boys were jerking at the mall, Dad. <laughs> and that your look there was my look I had and I looked at Joe and I thought whoa should we be concerned here and, they, and I go what do you mean and they go oh, these guys are about 15 they were jerking at the mall and slightly concerned but yeah. didn't, didn't, you know just kind of wanted to play yeah. the game and turns out John that do you know what shuffling is mm, no no not do you really. know what the running man is yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the, can you yeah. do the Running Man? I can't. But oh, I, yeah. maybe next week we should get you on video trying to do the Running Man. <laughs> right, great. So, so the Running Man was the dance of our time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. At the part, you know, this goes. You always try to do the Running Man. Well, the shuffle was the dance of this kid's generation. Right. The jerk is the reverse shuffle. Oh, okay. So it'd almost be like they're doing a reverse Running Man, like a Michael Jackson, you know, reverse sort of Running Man. It's the reverse, whatever the shuffle is. It's the reverse of that. That's the jerk. So the boys were jerking at the mall. 
And I was slightly concerned when I heard that, John. But luckily... Have you been practising your jerking now? <laughs> you go, I want to be like the boys. I want to but really, I can shuffle. I don't know if I can jerk that well. I have to, I have to work on my jerking. So, okay. so Don't so, tell us how that's going. So, <laughs> so, so if your kid comes home telling you about how good they are at jerking, yeah. depending on, especially if it's a boy around 14, 13, yeah. you may want to clarify what that means. Right. Now, just one other thing. My, my website is up, bevanjamesoz.com. So, and, and the focus is general fitness and fitness behaviour for people out there. So it's maybe for you guys who are, I mean, who don't really necessarily are hardcore athletes. Um, that's probably maybe not so much focus to you. But if you have someone in your life who struggles with fitness or you know wants to include fitness in your life, check it out. It's kind of a blog and with all the things I kind of do. So bevanjamesisles.com. I'll put a link to that on our show notes. Anything else, John? No. Next week, maybe, or maybe not, the WTC. <laughs> and then uh, the week after that, even more exciting news. But I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's just going to stay out there as exciting news. I don't even know what it is. You do, but I'm going to tell you afterwards. Oh, what? You won't let me tell you. Oh, here we go. I think we're good to go. I think we should do more videos. Okay. Next week, you're going to do the running man, okay? okay. You can practice. I'll give you a week I'll, to practice I'll, it. I'll YouTube it and practice it. Okay, beautiful. Here I'm we go. Rust. I'm in Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.